Good afternoon, y'all. I guess it's technically still morning here, but not for very much longer. I decided to go live today a little early because we have some storms rolling through and I did not want it to overwhelm the sound or um, interrupt our electricity just in case we lose electricity. So I am really excited to be here with y'all today. As I posted uh, in full transparency, I do not have a plan or a nicely typed piece of paper as I normally do with lots of ideas. Um, and I'm going to go into a little bit about why that is. So my mentor and I have been talking a little bit lately, and she suggested this idea to me a while back. She said, you know, you could just show up to your podcast and not have anything prepared. And I laughed out loud because I was like, no, that is not what I want to do at all. I do not want to go in unprepared. But as God sometimes does, he has challenged me recently and what was it recently? I think it was like, um, oh, I think it was either the reading this morning or yesterday or the last few days where I just kept kind of hearing this thing, like the Holy Spirit is going to provide the words that you need. And I thought, you know, that sounds like a great idea. I might try that this week. And then I was going to write the content yesterday, but then my son was home with like a random fever that he got the day before. Um, so I didn't really have a lot of focus time with that. And then today... Uh, I had to take my dog to the vet and then I got home and I'm like, oh, these storms are rolling in. I better get going on everything. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to sit down and at least write an outline. And then my contractor showed up unexpectedly. Um, let's see if I can put my do not disturb. Yeah. And he wasn't here for very long, but just long enough to where I couldn't sit down and write an outline. So anyway, all that to say is the Holy Spirit is in charge today. And I said a little prayer before I got on that he is just going to inspire me to whatever he wants me to say for you guys. But the story, there is obviously a, there's a title for any of you that caught that. The title today is False Foundations and True Freedom. And that is where this is where it came from. So I was sitting down to do my metanoia journal this morning um, after I dropped off the kids from school and which I have not done in a while. I've really, really been struggling with it ever, ever since pretty much I started the 30 day goal challenge where my goal was to um, basically at the time, this is, I'll say what my goal is. Um, I follow a daily schedule that reflects my priorities and I honor and love myself through my commitment. So I made this, let's see, October 7th was the day that I listened to the workshop and then it literally took me probably 10 days to set my first goal and, or to even sit down and like finish the workshop and do the schedule and all of these things. Cause I have a lot of thoughts about doing a schedule so much. So I guess that I wanted to avoid thinking those thoughts. And although I had been doing the Metanoia journal, which to me, as I've talked about before, I do the journal and it really is a part of my prayer time. I will often skip around. Usually I will start with the success from yesterday and the gratitudes at the very least, just because it, it really kind of quiets my mind. I'm able to get some things out. I love to start with gratitude. And then oftentimes well, having the goal, the goal, usually I have kind of a different goal every day, like whatever I'm feeling, uh, which God was kind of asking me to work on this month was a little bit more consistency, a little bit more focus on a particular goal. Cause I am, if you're familiar with the temperaments, I am 60% sanguine, 40% choleric, which means 
primarily I do like to have fun and I like things to be interesting and all of that. So um, I had sat down. Yes. So I had not been doing the journal very regularly, which was weird because I had been doing it really regularly, like every day for probably two months, maybe I missed a day like here or there, but I would usually say, okay, if I miss it, I'm going to sit down at night and do my journal before bed because it was just so fruitful for me because it was such an amazing prayer time that I had not experienced where I was able to really Lexio Divina with the scripture of the day as a part of the Metanoia process. I was able to work through thoughts that I've been having, but honestly, I made this goal and then I kind of wanted to avoid any of the thoughts that I had about it. I'm still kind of processing what my process has been this month because here we are October 20, what is it? 27th. And I guess I did start my goal a little bit late. So it's been 20 days and I feel like, um, I have a lot of thoughts about why, how I haven't done achieved more, how I, I, well, that was my thought in the journal this morning was I should have accomplished more by now about my goal. And that brought me to a lot of different feelings, a lot of different um, buffering activities, such as avoiding looking at my schedule. I dread the idea. I question myself constantly. Um, I feel like something is wrong with me because I haven't figured it out by now. Or like, this is so hard. Anyway, I had a lot of thoughts about it. And so the way I did the journal this morning, so I'll have to put the link for the the free journal pages if you're curious about how it is laid out. So, (coughs) excuse me. I did the successes. I did the 10 gratitudes. I'm so grateful for I contemplated my goals with God where it says, Lord, I'm so happy and grateful now that, and I actually had changed my, my schedule or my goal because I had some coaching with Aaron Engel last week during our purgative way coaching, coaching call. And I'm toying with this idea in my mind. I said, okay, I have to have to create a goal and stick to it and it's not going to change. And during this call, it kind of, occurred to me that it wasn't so much about the goal as it was about God's transformation of me in the process of seeking after this goal. And so she suggested some tweaks. And so this is the next one I've come up with. We'll see if this is like a game of telephone and it doesn't look anything like it at the end. Who knows? Um, God's in charge, not me. I design and follow my own unique schedule and intentionally love myself, my husband and my family throughout the process. And it's interesting because even some of the words that I'm, I, I am still toying with even leaving the word schedule in there. It's just that that really carries a lot of heaviness for me. But at the same time, it is also just a very factual word as far as what it is. But I like the suggestion of like designing my time. It sounds a lot more fun to the sanguine choleric to design my time as opposed to make a schedule. Um, even though I do love organization, it's like I make the schedule and to me, I also have a lot tied up in the word responsibility or responsible, which I am also journaling through. It's really fascinating um, how much in Metanoia Catholic, they talk about these word, the words, the, where the etymology of the word, where it comes from, like what the root of the word is. and, And even for us, the associations that we have with certain words. And so I'm kind of diving into that a little bit as well, but there was just a lot of freedom in that where 
it sounds just, it just sounds more fun. You know, it sounds more doable. It sounds like something I actually want to, you know, do every day. And so then you take the goal and you, and you pray about what virtues you might need to accomplish this goal. Some of the virtues I have listed that I would like to pray for the grace of is faith, charity, eutropelia, which is the grace of, or the virtue of right recreation. I don't know about you, but as a mom, it's really difficult for me sometimes to recreate. Either that's finding, you know, the right kind of self-care for myself. Um, so not necessarily what the world says is good or not even what your neighbor says is good. For you, self-care might be reading a fiction novel on the couch after you've dropped your kids off at school or um, in the evening, you sit on your porch with a glass of wine and you text your friends or whatever it is. But the point is, is obviously there's things that we could do with our time that are wrong, like morally wrong, but in general, being aware of ourselves and what we need, specifically what Janae needs versus what you need is going to be different. And maybe what I need right now is different than what I need in a year. And so for me, I've lost a lot of interest in, you know, watching TV or movies just because I have so many things that I want to learn and so many ways that I want to grow. But I like have a lot of fun doing that. And so for me, you know, my bright, my recreation might be listening to the newest podcast um, about something that I like to learn about. Now, it also means taking time for me to paint my nails, which I don't really do uh, that often. Or so I'm just learning not only is it important to do those things, but it's also important to schedule these things in with, as I design my time. I can't forget about the things like that that make that matter. And I think all of us should do that. And in fact, if you need to schedule time in order to remember to play with your kids, which I sometimes do need to say, okay, from four to 5 PM, maybe I plug my phone in inside, uh, maybe take my watch off even if I need to. Although sometimes it's nice because then if I get, an emergency call or something like that. But especially if my husband's home and I know somebody can call him, like just leave it all inside and just go play. I need that sometimes because if I have my phone or whatever, I'll just fall back into habits where I just hop on the phone real quick because I don't want to forget about something. Anyway, the point is if you need to spend more time with your kids, you feel like you want to, you need to, and you need that in your calendar, then do it. For, uh, for me personally, my husband and I are working on getting really consistent with a daily, a weekly date time. He switches back and forth between days and nights a lot. So I would say it's a date night, but sometimes it's not a nighttime. Sometimes it's when the kids are in school, but it's really even about fighting for that one hour. And I'm just starting with like that very basic one hour a week where we just get together and we're able to talk about our dreams, talk about our goals and really just share each other's hearts. And so far we've been doing this for about a month and a half um, or so. And it's really made a huge difference in our marriage, among other things, just having that protected time where I can communicate, which is my, one of my top five Clifton strengths without it being kind of in between interspersed. I feel like I'm heard. I feel like he hears me. And then I get a chance to sort of draw things out of him as well so that he can begin to dream because I've done a lot of dreaming and a lot of work on that in the last year. Um, but if he's not given that opportunity, then it's hard because we feel like we're not on the same page. So uh, I would say I'm digressing, but the Holy Spirit's in charge of today. So I guess I'm not digressing, but I do want to go back to the scripture of today because that's what I was that's what I was telling you about when I sat down. So I sat down to do my journal, which I've been avoiding. I did it last night, though. I was super excited. That's why I hopped on stories and I wanted to share that. I, I wanted to get on stories and say I'm buffering by not journaling. But I said, no, I'm going to actually journal first. And it was really it was really good. Um, and so this morning I said, OK, as soon as I drop off the kids, I'm going to go in and I'm going to sit on that couch and I'm going to journal. And so I did. 
And I got, I pulled out my phone because a lot of times I try to do the first part without my phone. Sometimes it's a distraction, but today, you know, usually I'll, I'll pull up the readings on my phone instead of um, getting a Bible out. Just kind of depends on my mood. But so I pulled my phone out and I kept, for whatever reason, it kept resetting. I use this um, Bible, Bible app here and it kept opening to October 28th for some reason. Like I put my phone down to do something. I reopened it and I was like, wait, I just put it to the 27th, which, but, but then I'm like, well, maybe I'm just supposed to read the 28th. So I'm going to read you from the first reading for tomorrow. So you'll be prepared. And this is what a little bit about what I want to talk about a little bit more today. So it's from Ephesians 2. So then you are no longer strangers and sojourners, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you are also built into it for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. And it was just so, it really struck me, but particularly this household of God built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord. And I just thought this year, so my word of the year, which I don't know if I've talked about here, was either rock or kephas, um, or I don't know how you say it. I just like kephas. I think it sounds cooler. Uh, for St. Peter, upon this rock, I shall build my church. And I had a lot of moments with St. Peter earlier this year, really resonated with him in The Chosen. Um, it's just, it really awoke that saint to me in a whole new way. And how impetuous he was and how, and it's actually funny because I was, when I was looking, re-looking at my temperaments yesterday, apparently they suspect that St. Peter might've been a sanguine choleric. And there was so much of him that I resonated with. I say the wrong thing sometimes. I, you know, stick my foot in my mouth. I'm like judgy like St. Peter is where he's like, Matthew, you're calling him? I think he got the wrong guy, you know? And there's just... There's just the portrayal of him in The Chosen. If you have not seen The Chosen, first of all, uh, make that the very next thing you watch on TV. It's an app. You can access it. Uh, they do some Facebook, some YouTube lives. I'm not sure. But for sure, I know it, there's an app that you can as- access it with and mirror it to your TV. Um, but so I've been sitting with this idea of foundation. And this morning when I was thinking about it, especially as it, as a po- as, as it goes with this goal. So um, I'm working on trying to journal the thought recon, kind of like, what are my thoughts about this goal, these, these emotions? What's the real fuel for action? That's actually the workshop in the Metanoia Catholic Academy it, that's behind it, is that the real fuel for action is our emotions. But I digress again. And so I was looking at this thought and how that thought of I should have accomplished more by now led to me not even using the time that I have feeling self-defeated, uh, questioning myself. And I was like, what is the result that I want? And, and after I read Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, I was just thinking, I set this goal for me. 
but really, and so here I am thinking I'm the one doing it. Self-reliance coming in again. But my result just kind of came to me. It was like the new result that I want from these, this new model, this new model of a thought and feeling action is that I want to see this chasing the circumstances, striving for a 30 day goal. I want to see it as God's transformation of me, not my transformation of me. I think particularly in the personal development world, it can be very easy to think that we are in control to see ourselves as if I just change the way that I think about it, or if I just change this script, or if I just think this way positively, then I'm going to change myself. And then there's when that sneaky self-reliance just gets right back in there. And God doesn't want that for us. He wants us to be Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. He wants to be the cornerstone, the thing on which everything else is built around. And, you know, I, I started thinking about what this is the year. I feel like this is the year of foundation for me. God has spoken that many times to me in prayer of really laying this foundation, this new person that he's asking me to become. You know, at the beginning of last year, I was a stay-at-home mom going through some really intense healing. I had, you know, I hadn't even, this was January 2020. No idea, obviously, like anyone, what was coming around the bend, but even for me personally, what was going to happen with my healing journey, no idea that God was just going to, I mean, just transform me from the inside out, just heal me so deeply that this is why I'm here really is, is that I experienced healing on such a deep, complete, thorough level that it could only have been him. I've been trying to fix myself for a long time before that, you know, and I, I had to, to speak it. I had to go out to the world. You know, at one point it was like, okay, now I, I remember reading in the Psalms recently. It might, it might be Psalm 126 uh, from yesterday. Oh yes. Yes, it was. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. May you, may those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy. He that goes forth weeping, bearing the seed for sowing shall come home with shouts of joy, joy bringing his sheaves with him. And that was me. I mean, still is like God restored me. He restored me so deeply and is definitely still not done. But that's the beauty is that it's never done. We're always seeking that greater union with Christ, as they talk about a lot, is that that beatitude. Um, Gaining virtues, uh, learning about our vices and figuring out how we can just get closer and closer to the Lord by laying down our weaknesses at his feet, by letting him become that foundation. And so last year, God asked a lot of new things of me. This year, he's asking a lot of new things again. And so, you know, KFAS, I had a lot of ideas of what that might mean for this year. But I think the biggest thing that's made the most difference is is just seeing it as this cornerstone. Like God really has worked in my life to help me see where these false foundations are. So for me, during doing the journal regularly, one of the first things I noticed was how self-reliant I was, was how much I 
thought that I was giving it to God, but really I was like, okay, I'm in control here and I'm going to fix myself. And of course I, I was trying to give it to him and it was just an awareness thing. He's gentle with us. He doesn't condemn me for that thought. Of course, like it's, it's wrong, but he knows that that's why he brought it to, to me so that I could, what do you call it? Submit or um, just lay it down, lay it down at the feet of Christ and say, okay, like I'm really weak here. And that self-reliance, um, even just the affirmation that I needed from others, that's another way that the foundations, I feel like, um, what are our foundations? Are they our achievements? So I guess I think of a foundation as what are you, what are you resting on? What are you um, trusting in, right? Because a foundation would be something where you're like, okay, I'm standing firm on blank. Uh, you know, if you have, think of your house, right? You're in your house. You're like, okay, my foundation is firm. And a lot of what he did over the last, you know, year and a half, even some painful moments was just tearing down that foundation that was not set on him, which felt incredibly painful at the time. I remember talking about this at the beginning of our renovations in April, May, I was like, oh, you know, I feel like God is just like tearing down the, the, the foundation of my heart in order to build something new that could not be built upon that self-reliance that I was feeling, that I was experiencing, that I was just going into, like, I'm going to white knuckle my way through the day. I'm going to, um, I'm going to like, you know, changing my kids' diapers and, and responding to them with love in the evenings if it kills me, you know, it's like, well, that's not exactly going to get you to the right place. You know, um, what you want to, what, what we need, what we strive to do is to just continually submit ourselves and our thoughts to the grace of Christ and pray and beg for that grace, that virtue. So foundations. So is it achievement? Is it maybe our husband? Um, maybe we feel very secure in our marriage um, or we maybe expect too much from our husband as far as what he provides to us. Even the, the greatest and loving and most amazing husbands, like they are not meant to be our end. Our end is Christ Jesus. Our end is heaven. Um, they are ultimately not equipped to satisfy our every need and our every desire and our every um, thought and whim and whatever. Like, yes, it's wonderful when they can love us the way that we deserve to be loved or the way that we need to be loved. But ultimately, our greatest relationship is between us and Christ. You know, we cannot control our husbands. We cannot control our children. We cannot control what they think, what they do, how they act. Um, obviously, we need to demand boundaries. So I'm not I'm not saying that at all. Um, and there's there's obviously situations. I'm not even I'm definitely not even condoning any kind of sin in that particular sense. But it's like it can even be a good thing where we're like putting our husbands even before God and expecting them to be this to us. When in reality, our relationship with God needs to be the strongest strongest piece in our life. So it could also be as far as foundations is maybe seeking out approval from others. Maybe we are like, what are our needs? Do we need that affirmation from the people around us? Do we need to have their likes? Do we want to post things on social media so that people see us and like us? Um, I'm not saying this from a place of I've never been there because I certainly have. And honestly, I think that's a piece of why God asked me to step back some from, you know, some of you know, I started my business venture last September 
last September and I had a lot of dreams and a lot of ideas and it was building and building and building until about, you know, April, May. And then right around when our, our renovation started, I, I kind of joked, I was like, well, and also my heart is being renovated at the same time. And it feels just as messy and just as painful um, to have people in my house all the time and just feeling like no privacy and all of that. Um, but that was a part of, I think, God pulling me back to be like, where are you getting your affirmations from? You know, like you still need too much. And I'm, I also want to preface this with, I'm certainly not perfect and I'm not there yet, but I have some issues with needing approval from others, um, particularly certain people, uh, maybe certain people that have hurt me. I have plenty of wounds, wounds in the past of that, uh, feeling rejected, feeling abandoned. Um, I was bullied in, in middle school for a little while. And I think that that really also that little, that trauma had an effect on my brain as well. Uh, feeling like I couldn't be myself because if I was, I was going to be rejected. And so over the years, I just built up walls and I, I was just, Again, this comes to like true freedom and what I've been talking a little bit about. Do you know who you are is I over time did not feel comfortable being who I really was because my foundations were on the wrong things. I needed affirmations from others. I needed my husband to affirm me in ways that he just wasn't able to. I needed um, my kids to like behave a certain way in order for my emotional life to be proper. Like I was they call, I've heard it referred to uh, by one of my mentors and coach Aaron Ingold as emotional childhood. And that's why I think I'm so passionate about learning how to process emotions is because when we hand our emotions over to the people around us, it's like being a child again, but not in a good way in the sense that like we need to have that resiliency. We need to be able to, no matter what circumstances around us, no matter what uh, person, whatever they're saying, whatever they're doing, no matter how difficult we need to be able to see that we are the only ones in charge of the way that we're feeling and our feelings are coming from a thought. And those thoughts need to be, gosh, this word is like right on the tip of my tongue. It needs to be submitted. It needs to be like, um, like just something to do with submitted, submitted to Christ, like put in his hands and not kept to myself. So obviously I'm probably going to be fleshing this out a little bit over the, the next few weeks. Cause it's something that God has just continued to ask me to dive into, into what these foundations are. But I think the thing that I wanted to really bring up is what is your, what is your foundation right now that God might be asking you? Is this where you want to place your trust? Is this where you want to place your peace is if this, then I'm okay. You know, and if Jesus Christ died on the cross for me, then I'm like, that's where we want to go is if Christ is truly who he says he is, he's good. Then right now I can accept whatever is going on as part of his plan. And I can submit that to whether it's in tears or joy or whatever it is. Like, even if it's really, really hard to do, we, we just have to say yes. We just have to um, place ourselves in obedience and in docility to the Holy Spirit and to the plan that God has for our lives. And so that is where true freedom come from, comes from, is being able to have our life on this firm foundation of Christ Jesus as our cornerstone. And I would love to hear more if you want to, you know, send me an email, comment on this post, find me on Instagram, on Facebook. I'm going to be definitely continuing this conversation. I would just love to hear more about, um, you know, what 
what foundation do you think God's shaken up in you lately? What thing is it? You know, I think our, I think of our, our lives as like big mansions, right? Where, um, or maybe we only see like a little shack or a little house, but God sees the whole thing. He sees the whole picture. And sometimes there's rooms in our mansion that we didn't even know were there because, you know, it just wasn't time to know about it yet. But God has bigger dreams over our lives than we have over our own lives. And the only way that we're going to know that is to let him do that foundation work to continue to submit those things to him and to allow him into our hearts in that way. I mean, that brokenness, that realizing like, I, I don't have it, you know, this, this journey with even self um, self-reliance, like ungodly self-reliance. It's like, I don't have that grace. I cannot fix myself here. And that's the whole point. You know, I talk a lot about this journal and a lot about, um, this process, but that's the whole point. I mean, that's why they walk you through the daily thought recon where, you, you know, you talk even emotions. Like a lot of times I'll do an emotional recon because I'm more in touch with my emotions than I am with my thoughts. Sometimes, even if it's a feeling like I have a tightness in my chest, like, why do I feel that way? Or maybe I yelled at my kids and then starting to get to the bottom of why I'm doing that. And then you capture that thought. It doesn't matter what thought it could be any thought. Like I said, the one I had today was I should have accomplished more by now. I mean, that makes me want to go hide like a dog with the tail between my legs, um, ashamed because I should have done more. Um, so that was the biggest emotion or the feeling that I had from that was shame. And the result that I wanted to get, I had to rewrite. I had to rewrite that model. And that was part of that was submitting that to the release, which is, Lord, I repent of these things in the name of Jesus. I forgive I will tell you like one time in the five months that I've been journaling, have I forgiven someone besides myself? I find that I, and maybe other people have a different experience, but I find that I am most likely to hold things up against myself to hope to not have self-compassion essentially. And I, I do feel like that's part of what this 30 day goal is for me is to have this self-compassion for myself that, um, that I just don't have naturally to ask for that grace I, in the name of Jesus, I renounce, you know, and then you ask Jesus, I command you to all that I've just renounced to leave quietly and immediately. And I think this step right here, this release is like the gold of the journal process, because right there today, actually, I did that. I captured my first thought, my ugly thought. I went through that and I said, I'm going to go right to the release and then I'm going to go to metanoia because I, I don't want to write this new model until I really am able to release those sins, those sins of thought that I've that I've committed. But then also asking the Lord what his interpretation is for that. Like, what do you need me to hear? And that's when I heard, you know, my result was that I, I want to see God's, I want to see this as God's transformation of me and not as my transformation of me. Because it's very easy when we're doing work on ourselves to feel like we are doing it. But that is not the case. That is not how God works. It is God's grace that comes down upon us and does this work. We just have to say yes and put ourselves there. And the new model I came up with is the new thought was that God is the one transforming my heart through my commitment, not myself. Very similar. And the new feeling I had was acceptance. Very simple for me. A lot of times I will go towards something more like excitement or conviction. But today I just wanted to like imagine myself just opening my hands and saying like, God knows, God, you know, better than I do. So I accept it. And then the new actions that I think are going to come from this is I'm open to what God's doing in my life. I'm more curious about my struggles and less judgmental. I um, actually, I pray more, not less. I resume journaling daily. I see my design schedule as something I can do that's fun. 
Um, and then the new result, which is seeing God's transformation as me and not my transformation of me. So, yeah. And this morning I just heard God very clearly um, just be like, you know, talk about this today. So I'm just going to pray and continue to pray that if you're listening to this, that you heard something that God wants you to hear, that you're able to journal about and bring to prayer something in your own life that maybe you're putting before God as your foundation, you know, a false idol, a false foundation, and that you can find greater freedom from this. And I also just want to add at the end here, um, join my email list. You can find my website, JanaeFranco.com, so that you hear about these things. Although my email list did not get an email this week because of life this week, but um, you can find me on Facebook as well on the YouTube channel. I would love it if you would subscribe, if you would share it with a friend. I am also um, working on an offer as a Catholic mindset coach. I am a Catholic mindset coach, and I would love to help you. If you've heard something here today that you think coaching would help you with, um, Metanoia Catholic does have a podcast. I'd, I'd have to probably link it. I think they do have a podcast where they talk about the difference between coaching and spiritual direction and uh, counseling. I've been in counseling and in spiritual direction, and both things are super awesome. In fact, if you can have all three going on at once, I'm sure that's super great. But counseling, I think, is, is for certain things, definitely. Um, but I feel like as a coach, what we're able to do is help you learn, not just give you a fish, but teach you how to fish, teach you how to capture these thoughts, how to submit those to the Lord so that not just with one thought, but with any thought that you have, you can learn how to coach yourself and grow closer to the Lord in your daily prayer time. And it's, it's all rooted in the Catholic anthropology. And so although we are not spiritual director, or I am not a spiritual director in the sense of that training, um, we can help you to grow closer to God through this Catholic anthropology of how our minds work. So I would really encourage you, if this interests you, to DM me, email me, find me some kind of way, and I would love to help you and connect with you. So until next week, thank you for being here and be a light.